Welcome to High Jinx, the place where we overpromise and underdeliver. I am Joe, one of two people involved in this particular show. Joined today by Noah. Noah, after 22 seasons at the top of the mountain, Tom Brady is retiring. Would you ever want to retire? And what do you think Tom Brady should do with all this time? Of course, I want to retire. Anyone that says they don't is either insane or lying. Okay, well, which one are you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll go with insane because I believe you. Uh, I, I don't want to retire in the sense of do nothing. I want to retire in the sense of do what I want to do with no pressure to have a certain level of income. So I have lots of things I would spend my time on if you know I didn't have to make money. So that's what I'm looking forward to in retirement is just filling my day with all of those types of activities. I have no desire to retire. I think retirement is one of those narratives. They feed you, put off the things you want to do, what you'll be retired one day. It's just kind of like a, a, to me, it's like this narrative coming from up top. People like keep working now, keep sacrificing now because you've got retirement coming. I don't believe in this. I I don't want to retire. I want to keep working until I die. (laughs) And uh, I just want to keep going. I want to be doing things I I love and I care about. That's obviously the key, but Mm -hmm. I, I don't have this, desire to retire. I was shocked that Brady retired, even though 22 years, seven Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowl appearances. I mean, there's nothing left to do. Sure. But I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, he, he was maybe the best quarterback in the league this year. First in passing yards, uh, first in touchdowns, second in QBR, only behind Rogers. I mean, it was in insane season, probably going to get number two in the MVP voting. You think it's Rogers? Yeah, I think Rogers. Joe Burrow, maybe if we did it, <laughs> if we did it now, playoff MVP for sure. All right. So what do you think Brady's going to do with all this time that he has? If I were him, I would try to be a GM. I think that's the sweetest job. You get yeah. to maybe have the most important role, arguably. And, but it doesn't come with the same level of scrutiny and spotlight that coaching does a little more stability too. You can usually be GM for like three, four, five, six, seven years, more stability, less, you know, game to game scrutiny. And I would imagine less hours as well. Coaches have insane hours. Yeah, that's true. Cause the roster is not changing, right? I'm not saying GMs don't work long hours, but coach coaches are like sweating, you know, the cover two scheme, you know, right. how they're going to beat it with their personnel. Uh, and things like this. I'm hoping Brady decides to procreate and just <laughs> gets a bunch of future Super Bowl champions going. You know, that's what I'm hoping he does with his time. I hope he's just like him and Giselle, just like, all right, let's make this happen. Another five kids. Uh, full time procreation. Full time procreation. Like he's his whole calendar is booked. He's like, this is what I'm doing this year or, you know, <laughs> your five years or something like that. I don't know. I, I, just, I just think he should be. Uh, He's learned a lot. He knows a lot about longevity. He knows a lot about peak performance. Uh, he should be passing this on. I always want these elite, at, elite athletes to have uh, as many kids as possible. He'll definitely need some longevity and peak performance to pull off what you're describing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's find out where is our mind. Joe Burrow living the high life. Bengals tumble the chiefs bengals tumble the chiefs unexpectedly they were down 21 to 3 they pull it out 27 to 24 insane game just what are your immediate thoughts here from the bengals side it's crazy how the game flow looked so similar to the first time these teams met chiefs got up on them Uh, bengals come back joe burrow has that i'm not gonna lose moxie about him it was, it was awesome. Definitely the game-changing moment was the Chiefs going for it at the end of the first half and, and Mahomes throwing it out to Tyree Hill. Like, as soon as that happened, I, I'm sure most people were like, uh, that may have just changed the game. I mean, I looked at Sarah and was like, that would have put it away. If they scored a touchdown right there, that's probably over. <laughs> Bengals were hanging on by a very thin thread. Yeah, 28 to 3 at halftime would have been – something oh and let's and let's uh well let's go back like two minutes samaji p ryan they're down 21 three p ryan gets this like 44 yard run to make it 21 10 like okay like a little little hope little sense of hope from the Bengals, and then but there's like a minute and two left and everyone's thinking 13 seconds 
with Mahomes. Oh, like, oh, right, this right, is right. like an extra like 45 seconds. They don't even need this. And honestly, that was accurate because they got it all the way down to the freaking two yard line in like less than a minute. They went from the 25 to the two yard line. And and then, like you said, major turning point. Like what happened there? You know, sometimes like Mahomes waved off the field goal unit and everyone loves that. And it's like, don't throw it to the sideline. It was really perplexing. It was kind of the beginning of Mahomes perplexing performance. Well, the part of my take, guys, like usual, I think summed it up accurately and said, sometimes the Chiefs like to play with their food before they eat it. And I think that's accurate. It's like they're the, the big lion with the little mouse or whatever lions eat. And they've got, you know, in that analogy, that metaphor, they were up like, you know, they, they were kicking their ass in the first half. It seemed like they were, they were unstoppable. Team. It was and totally it's, unstoppable. It's something about that. It's not the first time we've seen it from the chiefs instead of just, you know, that's where the Patriots were so incredible for so long is you would never see the Patriots lose a lead like that. Like the, I don't know if it's the coaching or, or if it's Brady or what, but they, and they're not the only ones, but man, to see a team do this multiple times when they're so talented, at, you know, in moments, it's, it's a little bizarre. It is bizarre. And at the same time, I'm like, teams lose all the time, just not the chiefs. So just our expectations are so sky high. I mean, they made two straight super bowls up until right. now that could chance for three. Uh, I mean, if, if Mahomes, if they get to the super bowl, people are talking about like Mahomes, Brady, is this a chance? Could someone else actually win seven? And then all of a sudden they, they play a, one of the worst halves of football I've, I've, I've ever seen Mahomes play. And it was just totally like a quagmire. Like now all of a sudden seven feels impossible. <laughs> Basically you, you go from like feeling like seven could happen to seven feels impossible. There's no way. Good thing they got that first one. Yeah, totally. So over time they get the coin toss, a little deja vu, a little coin toss deja vu for the chiefs they get the ball this time the bengals guy uh picked tails which i agree with i can pick tails and live with that if i lose so the, the bills guy i don't know how he's sleeping knowing that he picked heads and it was tails so the bengals guy picks tails but it's heads and the chiefs get the ball back and it's like okay here we go again this is going to be the worst nfl rules take ever and everyone's going to be up in arms and they're going to have to change the rule before the super bowl and then the chiefs somehow I guess just like most of the rest of the game couldn't get their shit together. Yeah. I had the same feeling. I'm sure most people did when that coin toss went the chiefs way. It was annoying. But hopefully the fact that the Bengals won does not interfere with the rule change that needs to take place. Lest we not forget <laughs> that it is dumb that there's no reason. Yeah. The game should be over when the other team hasn't had the ball yet. So just, just because... give me 10 minutes of football. Just give me 10 minutes of football. Sure. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. There don't need to be so many rules around it. Or let's incorporate a skills element or something fun, like have them dress up as clowns and just wear shoulder pads. And then, you know, <laughs> something like that could be fun. Let's have them have like a speed eating cereal contest before they go out there. So before they hike the ball, everyone's eating a bunch of Fruit Loops. See how that affects performance. Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling should be how the coin toss gets decided. Be awesome. Each guy, each team picks their strongest <laughs> yeah, guy. Each, each team picks their <laughs> guy. Yeah, because it's like a jump ball, right? It's like you pick your tallest yeah. guy, they jump the highest. Guys would be like staying on rosters just for this specific purpose. <laughs> like, like just keep long... around because he beats everybody. Yeah, it's like a long snapper style. Like this is the one thing he does. He crushes everyone in arm wrestling. The Devin Hester of arm wrestling. The the Bengals should get the credit. I mean, the Chiefs, I, kind of, I mean, it kind of felt like collapsed, but the Bengals just clawed their way back. I mean, 21, 10 and a half times, it's not that bad. They were plus 600, by the way. So six to one, if you want to bet the money line on the Bengals at halftime, live bet. Oh, at halftime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at halftime, six to one. And the Chiefs were minus 1,100. It means you have to put up 1,100 just to win 100. I mean, you know, some people were like, this is a sure thing. This is how I do it. Uh, so th yeah. those are... Those are never good bets when you're getting just awful odds. It's just not worth it uh, because stuff like this does happen. So Bengals, I'm happy for them. This is the first Bengals playoff run since like the late 80s. 
that's that's fucking crazy. 30 years of no playoff runs. So yeah. On that note, I did a little bit of digging and the Bengals are only the ninth AFC team to go to a Super Bowl, ninth different AFC team in the 2000s. So starting in the year 2000, there's only been nine different AFC teams. So once again, mm. thanks to the Patriots going Patriots. nine in that period. Uh, it really, wow. there's a few at three. In the NFC, it's 12 and the most is the Rams. If we go back and obviously include their St. Louis days, if we're just looking at 2000. Oh, the little Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk show. Yeah, so Earth style. Okay, 2000 was Titans Rams. Um, So that's how they have four. But in the AFC, the Steelers have been to three. And then, yeah, just twos and ones. So good for the Bengals. The the Rams have been to four. There's been 12 different NFC teams. So it just shows that, you know, because at the end of the day, as we've talked about, we have our team that we really root for and not everyone's going to be a Patriots fan and, and get a Super Bowl like every other year on average. So you're just hoping for one every 10 years is, is pretty good to just, oh, that go. would be insane. Yeah. So when you see the list is only nine, that means there's, I don't know, do the math for me here. Uh, seven teams in the AFC that have not been to a Super Bowl in 23 years, largely thanks to the Patriots. And Bengals are one of them. Bengals were, yeah, it was only eight. And Bengals of the night. Okay. Bengals, number nine, coming in hot. Yes. Uh, well, that, I mean, I, I feel like America will be rooting for the Bengals. Uh, I think so. I, you know, they, and plus they're the underdog. So we'll do our bets for the Super Bowl next week. But I mean, it's four and a half right now. So we'll see uh, where it goes. Who, so who are they playing? They're playing the Rams. Good research by archaeologist Noah. Thank you, archaeologist Noah. Digging deep. The Rams squeaked by the Niners 2017. It looks like they were going to lose this game. And the Niners are riding the craziest hot streak at the craps table. That you know, And they're up. They get the lead. Everything's breaking their way. One of our friends, we won't name him. <laughs> one of our friends had underdog money line bets on the Bengals and the 49ers. That was 500 to cash out 16,000. Because uh, he made it when the Bengals were down 21 to three. So he puts money line bet on the Bengals and the Niners. All he needs is the Niners to win 16 grand on the line. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, like, have we that dropped an interception? Is, is he okay? He must have freaked out when that dude dropped the interception, the safety. Yeah, like uh, Tart. So when Tart drops the interception, who who freaked out more? <laughs> you know, t- Tart or, or our buddy? Ah, uh, I can't think it's our buddy. Uh, probably he said he, he said he was in a state of mind that allowed him to not think about it that day, but the next morning he woke up and just felt like he got gut punched. Uh, I mean, that's really the score of, you know, that's maybe like your best chance at a bet, you know, maybe your whole life. And they had it, man. They had it. The Niners, it was in their grasp. And the Rams just came back and scored at the end. Cooper Cup was undeniable and Stafford in the Super Bowl now. I mean, it's a little hard to bet against Stafford and Cup. I mean, I just don't feel good about that. Yeah, uh, I really hope Cooper Cup's the MVP. I know that he's uh, very, very long odds because of the bias towards quarterbacks. And yes, Rodgers definitely did have a MVP-worthy season, even though they got bounced already. The thing about the Rams advancing, though, I feel like they got a little lucky, if, if nothing else, because of the challenges that Sean McVay had. Both of them were just horrible. I, I don't know if you know what was he that, doing, but you could tell. Like uh, I know you've seen enough NFL games. Anyone that has, and obviously we have the luxury of seeing it on HD TV and and all the different angles and all that stuff. You can usually tell right away if the challenge has a shot or if there's just no chance. And yeah. both of those were no chance. Both of them, I was telling Sarah, I was just like, there's no way this uh, ball placement gets moved on the the fourth down. He challenged the the spot of the ball and they showed all the camera angles and there was like nothing to for them to change that. And then the other one where Juszczyk was clearly down, like all the replays showed him clearly down. He challenged that and said it was a fumble. So I was thinking he was going to 
throw it away. You know, he gets all this credit for being an amazing coach, but that's one of the coaches' primary jobs during the game is to make the right call on those challenges, and he blew it. You got to keep those timeouts in the playoff games. Like, just look at the Chiefs with 13 seconds. I mean, people don't talk about how Reed is kind of famous for his terrible time management, but yeah. he had all three timeouts right. with 13 seconds. I mean, that was the difference. You know, if they were down to one, that, that then they wouldn't have made that game. You know what I mean? So you, you got to be better than that. McVay is a maddening coach. I mean, because he's definitely got like this genius aura. He's, he's obviously very successful at a very young age. This is his second Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. so he's he's with one with Jared Goff. So very, I mean, turns out it's not very good. <laughs> undeni- undeni- turns out undeniably impressive. And yet, you know, sometimes I walk away being totally unimpressed with, uh, you know, like McVay's coaching. So you got to give it to them because they're there, but I think it maybe just shows that these coaches, there's so many decisions that they're making and they get overwhelmed. Well, and I think it brings up an important question for this era. And that question is, is it possible to be too hot as a coach, like to be too attractive? Because we've got this era now with Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury and, you know, all these younger guys, LaFleur. And they're all out D'Amico Ryans, D'Amico Ryans, San Francisco Niners. Sure. I mean, the the list goes on. D'Amico Ryans on the screen. People in the room are like, who's that? Yeah, they're all Is he a a coach? (laughs) And so – is it possible, you know, because with, with that type of persona comes the, you know, the ladies, the distractions, you got to be a little more macho than if you look like Andy Reed or, you know, one of these guys that isn't quite in shape. Although Andy Reed is very intimidating. That guy's gigantic, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's that is it possible to be mustache. too hot? Can a coach be too hot? I mean, go back to the Jimmy G thing, mesmerizing the players in the meeting room, you know, <laughs> is that you think that's what happened with Arizona's uh, second half swoon? Is that Cliff? It's King possible. Just, it's certainly possible. He's given the dreamy eyes too much. Yeah. Uh, I would keep that in mind. These owners should really be ego. maybe just thinking about a uh, little ego. When I look at those challenges, I mean, McVay's like, look, guys, you can't tell me what to do. I bench press 225. You see my wife. If you don't know, that's 245s on each one. <laughs> you know, he tracks his bench press. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, they sure. Tom McVay knows how much he can max. I, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's doing monthly check-ins on the max. Has his assistant, like, keep it on a spreadsheet. <laughs> he goes to the owner, and he's like, hey, need to hire a couple extra couple extra people for uh, stats. Uh, kind of like big data type, type of things. <laughs> keep a track of some advanced analytics. Uh, yeah, so. performance metrics over time. It's a time series analysis, all very complex. And uh, the owner's like, sure. <laughs> they hire this data scientist. And the guy's like, it's like, so basically what I want you to do is time how long it takes me to put each bench press rep up and then how many I do. Okay. So I want not just the 45 seconds. I want to know 1.9 seconds, 1.7 seconds. I want to know the individual times. And in that same conversation with the owner, he's like, also – unrelated guess how much my new bench max is <laughs> oh but before before i leave have i mentioned my new bench max uh, uh no that's sick sean that's sick <laughs> you did. keep it it's up 2.5 percent from this time last year year over year rate of change whatever you need buddy you just tell me and let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor today's show is brought to you by tabitha's all natural mountain lion toothbrushes everyone needs fresh breath but you've got to be careful what you put in your mouth to make that sparkly clean happen. Do you even know what kind of materials your toothbrush head is made of? That's where Tabitha's all-natural mountain lion toothbrushes come in. They take you back to your evolutionary roots by giving you a long-lasting toothbrush everyone can be certain will work. How does it work? Tabitha makes toothbrushes made from discarded mountain lion whiskers. This is totally ethical and completely animal-friendly. Tabitha loves animals. What Tabitha does is she's one of those people that lives outdoors in the woods. She's expert level. She can make her own car out of wood. The car will drive you from here to Mexico in a flash. The wood was struck by lightning and then she made a car of it. So the car is really fast. 
But what Tabitha does is she lives with a pack of mountain lions. They are friends. They are fellows. And so what she does is she follows the mountain lions around. And then whenever they totally naturally lose a whisker, which happens, she picks the whisker up and then recycles it and makes it into a homemade toothbrush. And unlike regular toothbrushes, these last forever because they are all natural and come from the whiskers of mountain lions. So they never need to be replaced. Check one out today. Tabitha's all natural mountain lion toothbrushes. We know what you've had in your mouth. New segment, new segment. Cue the intro music. We don't have any intro music. Should I stay or should I go now? I was just about to do the where is our mind music. Apparently that's the only only song I know. (laughs) You were about to go back. I did the first two notes of it and was like, shit, that's just where is our mind. (laughs) No, wait, wait, wait. wait. We already did that one. We already did that We need like that. All right. So should we, should I stay or should I go now? New, new segment. We're going to make a prediction. Should these quarterbacks or more like, will these quarterbacks stay or go? So we'll keep track. I got 17 quarterbacks that we'll go over. Are they going to stay? Are they going to go? We'll keep track. Hopefully, you know, we do pretty well on this. All right. Let's set the table a little bit though. First, we got the untouchables. We got the not going anywhere. And we got the rookies. So we got the untouchables. I've got five guys in the untouchables here. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. Those guys aren't going anywhere. I don't even think those teams would really trade those guys for anybody, even the other guys on the list. I, I think they're those guys are untouchable. They're not going anywhere. So I got three guys here. Stafford, not going anywhere. Dak Prescott, not going anywhere. And this guy, you could argue, could be an untouchables, but Lamar Jackson. Where would you put Lamar? Untouchables or not going anywhere? Are these – taking salaries into consideration. I just like the team is not going to trade them under okay. any circumstances. Yeah. They're not looking to upgrade. They're not trading them. I kind of feel like Lamar is in the untouchables category, but I don't think he should be. Yeah. It's right there. It's right there. Right. So I, I you know, so maybe you got untouchables, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Murray, Lamar, but then not going anywhere. Just Dak and Stafford. That's cool. That works for me. And then you got the rookies. I got six rookies. Lawrence, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, who I like a lot. Zach Wilson, who I think sucks. And Trey Lance, who's complete unknown. So, all right. So that's what? Eight, 14 teams that probably aren't doing anything with their quarterbacks. That means that like half the league is in flux potentially with their quarterbacks. That's a ton. This is like epic quarterback turnover this season this is like a changing in the guard i think it's going to be unprecedented amounts of qb turnover all right so that's the table we got two guys retiring brady and roethlisberger all right so here we go i got 17 guys give me a number though one through ten the bottom seven are kind of lower level so give me a number one through ten i got them in random order you say a number and then we'll both say whether we think that quarterback will stay or go six all right number six deshaun watson all right (laughs) Deshaun Watson, and since this one seems like a clear go, you tell me where you think he's going. Miami. Okay, so you're saying go, just to make sure. And you're saying Miami? Yes. I'm going to go Carolina. I actually have no idea, still have no idea what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, but yeah, that's my guess. But you, but you think go. There's no Maybe. way he comes back to the Texans. If they right? can't find a suitor, right? I mean – you know, they're not going to just release him. It's just so strange. I mean, they're just paying him. They had a roster spot all year. Yeah, that part would be right. strange for sure. Yeah, there's no like roster exemption. They're just having to make him one of their inactives every week. So he made his full contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so bizarre when that's the punishment. Like, you'll be on paid leave. Wait, so you're telling me I make the same money, but I do nothing? <laughs> which again Sick. i would not be interested in this is the retirement Sick. philosophy no thanks that sounds boring if you were what, I, what would I, you I want i think you'd have to reconsider if you were getting deshaun money what would you want in return Amy. for deshaun you know the the one good thing i'll say that their old coach what's his name bill bradley what that's no, not right bill <laughs> uh, bill o'brien bill o'brien uh Frank and one, Glenn. the one thing he did leave them with is he set the bar so low with one of the all-time historic worst trades i mean i'd say top five in history of the nfl maybe the history of sports when he traded 
DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> for David Johnson, straight up. Yeah, yeah, you got like a second round pick and David Johnson. He's like, deal. Is Call that what it in. was? They threw in a second. <clears throat> I thought yeah, it was straight up. Second. Yeah. Okay, so a little better, but still no, ridiculous. No, don't, no, <laughs> better than Hopkins nothing. is like the nothing. coolest receiver in the entire league, and he still was still in his Texans. prime. Still in his prime. And you traded him for a running back coming off injury, and a second round pick that you did nothing with. I mean, I that's he, so bad. I didn't know where I you were going like, there, but him setting the bar really low is was was good. I was like, it was a roundabout way. What can I say? But we got there, and that's the one thing he did. So now nothing's going to look that bad. You know, they could literally trade Sean Watson for a bag of peanuts and some hair styling products. And people be like, eh, you at least know those two things aren't going to get you into trouble. <laughs> that toothpaste will have some use. So yeah, we are I mean, in luck, but they, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's gotta be an impact player at his level of impact. And that's really, really short list so i think that's the problem it's like you're gonna trade him for just a starter i mean you're not gonna get a quarterback as good as him so i mean it's draft picks or like you've got to have some other impact like like one of the best linebackers or one of the best corners no 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 one's trading that though when you have those guys you don't trade them it's like would you trade jalen ramsey no you you would you would find another way you would trade picks you know so I think that if I'm used to that's what I'm asking for is that level of player. And uh, yeah, that's why it hasn't happened. I think it's going to be like a one and a three, you know, or uh, maybe a one, a two and a three. I'd be, I'd be a little surprised if it gets two ones. We'll see. At this rate. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I thought he would have gotten that, you know, nine months ago, but right. now. Yeah. All right. So we got him as a go. He's got to be, uh, like you said, unless I, I, if he stayed, Texans fans would forgive him instantly. I don't think I, I haven't talked to any Texans fan or heard anything where they're like, oh, man, we really hate him. They're like, uh, Deshaun Watson's awesome. Can we get him back yet? He so, was the only reason to watch those Texans games after they traded Hopkins. I mean, so I do think that's kind of the X factor here is there's going to be no fan base backlash. Now there'll be plenty of media and like women's rights and all of that, you know, could, uh, could very well be rightfully so. Yeah. I rightfully so, but it'd probably actually be the least amount in Houston. Yeah. I don't think, I think the fans would welcome them back. So, Hey, maybe you want to change your bet. This, you want to change your bet. They're hoping this thing blows over. Yeah. I mean, sure. If you only live once. Yeah. Put me on the other side. Are you going stay? All right. Yeah. Good All right. So Noah's got Watson to stay. I'll, I'll stick with go for now. Little uh, discrepancy. All right, cool. All right. Give me another number. One through 10. Eight. Number eight is Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings. Your boy. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I mean, he's he's fine. Like if you want to be competent, he's great. Like, honestly, I think, like, Cousins is better than, like, say, Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though Fitzpatrick is so much more fun. If you actually are looking to go 800, Kirk Cousins is probably your guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got skills. He's he's one of these guys, I I can't think of a good comparison off the top of my head, that always does just enough to be in the conversation of being really good, but then always does just enough to then be eliminated from the conversation. Like, just when you trust him, just when you say, all right, oh, yeah. this is it. We're putting this together. He's taking us, he's going to let you down. And I kind of feel that way about Garoppolo as well, even though Garoppolo's probably not as good as Kirk Cousins. Um, but just like guys like that in big moments seem to find a way to let you down. Whereas the elite guys go even further in that moment, like are better than you've ever seen. And that at the end of the day, the, the difference between the elite guys and the very good guys is so small in the, the context of every person that have ever played quarterback in the world that that's it. You know, it's like, what do you do in the big moment? So that's the problem there, but Hey, you know, I see why he's one of your favorites though. He, he can throw a good deep ball. <laughs> if I was a Vikings fan, he would drive me so crazy. Just, yeah. I, I don't, I hate having one of those quarterbacks. That's like just good enough to keep you from getting a good draft pick, just bad enough to give you any sense of real hope. You're never like, you're like, maybe we can win the division, but you're never thinking you're going to win the conference uh, with Kirk Cousins. All right, so do, what do you close, have to say? But the Vikings are going to have a new coach. It is hard to replace Cousins. You don't get Cousins. Like, who are you going to get, you know? 
Yeah, and that's why there's so many 500-ish teams. Yeah, I just saw today Harbaugh's supposedly interviewing John Harbaugh. Yeah, I guess we'll see. The Bears should have hired him, right? If, if he wanted it. Yeah, that would have been awesome. All right, what do you got for Cousins? Stay or go? Cousins, I'll say stay. They got a new head coach, too. Oh, yeah, you just said that. <laughs> Could be Harbaugh. Could be Harbaugh. I'll leave that part in. <laughs> yeah, uh, so right, so I Kirk could see Cousins. new regime coming in and, and saying, oh, uh, let's let's stick with Cousins because we don't know what we have in this guy and we don't want it, two big changes. That's what I could see. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to go stay just because I don't know what other options they have, but it's a tepid stay. I mean, I, I feel like they're – the fan base ready to move on, but maybe because they're new GM, new head coach, maybe they give it a year. Justin Jefferson is so good, you know. Oh, he's insane. Yeah. There's gotta be some pressure. The, the young wide receivers are awesome. Like Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle are were all like hits. That's yeah. you know, and then you get Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb from last year. I mean, even like Brandon Ayuk looked pretty good sometimes. Debo Samuel, you know, these, these young guys are, are awesome. All right, give me another number, one through ten. Go 10. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, 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 no. He got very, you again. He's he very close to 10. He's very close. <laughs> yeah, I was so ready for it. You right, number 10 is? Number 10 is? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. All right. Jameis Winston on the Saints. Saints are going to have a new head coach. Maybe talking to Doug Peterson, Eagles Super Bowl winning head coach. I would not be interested in that personally, but I'd what do you think? Jameis resigned with? New Orleans with the Bucs, man. Let's just hope he goes back home, goes back to the Bucs. I think it would be awesome. So is that a go? That's a go. They have nobody, but I'm going, I'm going to say go as well. I want the Bucs thing to happen. I think it's a lot of fun, but I kind of doubt it. Well, how about this narrative? He goes to the Bucs, takes the Bucs to the Super Bowl. Then the question becomes, is Jameis Winston better than Tom Brady? Jameis did what Tom Brady could take this <laughs> roster to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then someone's like, actually, Brady just won the Super Bowl. Nope. Jameis Winston. Nope. Than Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to say he signs back with the Saints. I'm going to say stay. Hmm. Okay. They still need a quarterback. I think, I just think they'll be like, if they can't get Russell Wilson, they're just going to like go with Taysom Hill and Jameis again. I mean, I don't think they have any choice. Well, here's the one I really want to hear your opinion on. Number four, Jalen Hurts. All right, so Jalen Hurts, you're looking at the list now. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) No, no worries. Uh, Jalen Hurts, okay. Uh, Okay, you want me to go first on this one? He's staying. It's a stay for sure. Um, I don't think the Eagles are going to get another quarterback. If they could get Russell Wilson, I think – That's your answer to all these. (laughs) If they can get Russell Wilson. If they can get Russell Wilson, I think they'll make a change. Yeah, but yeah. if they can't, if they can't get that like top, top, top of the line guy, basically Rogers or Wilson, I don't think they're making a change. They got three first round picks. I, I mean, I think I would be like, I think it's, I always want to get the best quarterback possible, but I really like Jalen Hurts. He just has like a real cool energy. And you're kind of like this probably it's like when you're dating someone and you're like, look, this probably isn't going to work out long-term, but I am into this and I'm in no hurry to end this. It, like, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be 15 years together, but like Jalen hurts, like, let's do this. Like we're in our early twenties. Let's make this happen. Who cares? We're going to live forever. So that's where I'm at with Jalen hurts. Like, I don't want this to end. I don't know that it's going to go where you're hoping it goes, but, I don't want this to end right now. I want to keep the romance going. An analogy for Jalen Hurts is he's like a really hot girl that you're dating that has really bad breath. And you keep being like, dude, she's really hot, like really hot. But in the back of your head, you're also like, her breath is so bad. Like, I just, I know eventually it's going to get me. I just, I'm going to ride this out a little bit longer because she's so hot. Because I just think his. That's a little bit fatal. That's a little bit of fatal flaw. Is that a little halitosis you're uh, referencing? I, hey, I'm no doctor, but I'm just saying eventually it's going to catch up with you. And I think Hertz's inability to pass the ball is going to catch up with him. I mean, it just 
really, really bad. I don't, you know, unless he's Lamar Jackson, um, you know, in terms of rushing, that's, you know, I think it's a lot like the Lamar Jackson story. Once lived with a dog named Halitosis Dudley for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> you know Halitosis Dudley. Uh, bad really cool dog. This was really yeah. bad, bro. Really bad. Bro. <laughs> he was on medication and it got better, but that's why he was Halitosis Dudley. Uh, with Hertz, uh, I mean, the bad breath, I mean, that, that's that's rough. I don't, I see a Lamar. The question becomes do the Eagles think that running a Raven style, a Lamar Jackson style offense is sustainable? Can, will that succeed year over year? Like, you know, that the pocket passer thing can work year over year. But I have to say, I mean, I feel like Hertz has every quality that you could want. I even don't mind the arm strength. He's just like a little slow in getting it there. He needs to anticipate better. You can't have average arm strength and slow anticipation. So is that a fixable flaw? Because if it's fixable, I mean, he he could be like, he could be doing like a Kyler Murray impression, you know? I guess we'll see you next year. All right, but I'm going stay. Yeah, I. it seems like he's going to stay. I just, yeah, I have a feeling he's going to disappoint. You're not alone. Some of the beat writers for the Eagles are like, oh, we're wasting our time here. Like, we, this probably isn't going to work out. But I don't care. Let it ride. I want this romance. I'm stoking the fire for the romance for another year. I hope they keep it going. Give me seven. Number seven, Carson Wentz. Oh, look, look at that oh, symmetry. Man. Look at that. Look at that. For He's me, on the Colts. On the they Colts. just traded a first-round pick for him. Yeah, and that's, man, not looking so good. Uh, he did have two sprained ankles, so that's kind of awesome. And played. And played. I'm going to say stays for another year. I think he gets one yeah. more year. And I then think stay. Yeah. If, if it doesn't work out next year, I think he's booted out of town like, like no hesitation. I don't think there's going to be any gray area. It's tough because there's no like injury to blame it on. He just sucked, <laughs> you know, toward the end of the year. You know, it was just like, there's not like, there's nothing to point to. He just was stone cold bad. And he kind of like crushed their team. They, they, they had a decent to good defense. They had a good to great offensive line. They have an excellent running back and they just have this subpar QB who has really fallen, you know, from where he was in 2017, where he was legitimately like should have been the MVP before he got hurt uh, Eagles Super Bowl year. So I'm going to stay as well because I just think this was a two-year project. You know, his contract lasts another year. It doesn't make sense to try and trade him now. But if they just wanted to be like, forget this, let's go with a rookie or something, I could see it. I don't think it would be that much worse. But you're kind of like when you're hoping for game manager, like would the Colts trade Carson Wentz for Kirk Cousins? Oof, maybe. That'd be Pro- interesting. No, like, I, I kind of would rather have Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Call Probably. the Vikings? Like what? Like a third round pick? <laughs> yeah. Wentz like in the third for Kirk Cousins? He gets one more year and – I would say the bar is win a playoff game. Yeah. Wins a it's playoff tough when you game make next the playoffs. Year. Yeah. They lost to the Jaguars in week 18. I mean, either way, I, even if you think of that as a playoff game and they lost in the first, it, same thing holds true. They got to make the playoffs and he's got to win a game. I don't think just making, you know, first round exit keeps him around. No, pro- probably not. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where you could be five games into next year and the Colts fans have their face in their hands and they're just like, yeah. what are we doing? What are we doing? This was so yeah. obvious that this oh, was Oh, and not he's going to have a, a quick uh, – I think he would have a quick hook in a situation like that. That's the – yeah. That's a, so they got to have a – they've got to have some backup plan. Maybe Phillip Rivers. Call Phillip Rivers up. Phillip, come on. I know you're rested. All right, Speaking I'll give you another of... number here. I'm going number five. Tua Tugavailoa. I think he stays one more year, and if he doesn't do something next year, he's he's done. He could get traded to the Texans. Yeah, you could see that. I would wonder uh, what Texans fans would how they feel about that. I, I kind of have a feeling that they want him to work out. Um, I I think his upside is really low. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I I think you have to stay, so I'm going to stay, but. I mean, I just not seeing the Justin Herbert upside, you, you know what I'm saying? And you're watching these QBs, whether it's Burrow or, or even Stafford, you know, of course, Mahomes and Allen, you're just watching these guys sling it. And 
I just don't see it with Tugavailoa, and he doesn't have like the the sprint athleticism that like Jalen Hurts has, to where you're like, well, maybe they could just dominate the game this way. So he seems accurate on the short stuff. Maybe you can build a championship game team around that, but I'm just not really feeling the upside. But I do think he gets another year. He might even get a couple more years. I just I don't see Miami as a team on the rise the way that I see the Chargers. All right, what do you think about number three, Derek Carr? All right, Derek Carr, interesting, because Josh McDaniels just got hired as coach, which, by the way, their players, like, they hired a this total jerk face in McDaniels. Uh, the coach that they had before, like, everyone loved that guy. Like, players, like, he was, like, uh, my second father figure. He's, like, like, guys are coming out and being, like, I never had a father figure, and then I met our coach, and they they fired that guy for Josh McDaniels? Get out of here. Vegas, I'm going under on their win total. I don't even know what it is yet. I'm going under on the win total, probably under seven. So I, Derek Carr, I think is a little underappreciated. I think he's a legit quarterback. He's, I'd rather have him than Tua for just like next year, at least. Rather have him than Wentz, rather have him than Cousins. That's about where I was wondering. It's always, oh, oh, so I, I forgot to mention to you earlier. I've got him above those guys. I think we've invented, oh, well, maybe invented is not the word, uh, <laughs> created two new lines. You know how there's the Mendoza line. There's always like these lines in sports. Well, earlier it was clear there's a Russell Wilson line because. That's like batting 300. Yeah. It's like, would you trade him for Russell Wilson? Like if, if, if Russell Wilson's the minimum, that's the Russell Wilson line. Like he's pretty good. I would only trade him if I could get Russell Wilson. But then another line is the Kirk Cousins line. Like every average to above average quarterback gets ranked against Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he he's batting 250. <laughs> yeah. He's the you know, he's like, ah, I mean, very specific lines. Very extremely specific. So I Derek think- Carr, I've got above that line. I think yeah, you can win. I I'm think you can go to playoffs. I think you can win a playoff game with Derek Carr. I feel like him and Cousins are pretty much the same quarterback. Like, I, I get the same feeling around him. Like, he'll do just enough. His stats will be good. When it's time, the big moment, big game, he's going to let you down. So, yeah, he, but he does seem to be loved in Vegas. He wants to be there. And That's a good point. I think he's going to be there for a while. All right. I guess we're both going to stay. Derek Carr, I kind of hope he leaves. I would like to see a Kirk Cousins for Derek Carr trade. That would be a lot of fun. Josh yeah, McDaniels those- and Cousins. By the way, Josh McDaniels, he was the best head coach candidate. Give me a break. Like, you wouldn't rather have Eric Bieniemy than Josh McDaniels? It's not like the Patriots offense was so awesome this year. Like, it's it, that same mentality of, like, yeah. Jonathan Taylor was good. What about his coach? It's like, <laughs> what if we just he- hired his coach? Tom Brady was good. You know, you know it was really good. Belichick. You but he was an idea. abject disaster when he was a Denver head coach. <laughs> He's already been a head coach. Yeah, he yeah. terrible. And he was terrible. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. All right, so we've got most of these guys staying so far. All right, uh, how about number nine, Jimmy Garoppolo? I think he's got to go. I think they've got to give their, their rookie a chance, man, Trey Lance. I think – yeah, he was maybe too raw this year, it seems, and Jimmy G was okay. But if they just keep trusting him to be the one, and they they might, you know, there's definitely an argument that he's just good enough. But I would be really, if I was a fan, I, I don't think I'd be very thrilled about that. Yeah, like they almost went to the Super Bowl, and they would have almost. been Jimmy G's second Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a little hard to argue with. But I'm watching that game, and you're just you, we just watched like Josh Allen do the two minute drill to expert level. We just watched Mahomes come back from 13 seconds. We just watched Stafford drive him down, and then Jimmy G gets the ball with like a minute and a half left, and it looked like just um, you know what's that? Bam, 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 da, 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 you know, <laughs> clown show. Yeah, I guess clown show. Like, isn't that like a name of a specific thing or something? Anyway, yakety sacks, yakety sacks. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, it was just that. like sack, and then he's like flinging the ball, like just helplessly. <laughs> <No. ever. laughs> you can't do that. I mean, if I was back there, this is exactly what I would be looking like. But 
just because the speed is overwhelming, but you, you're just like, you're kind of hyped up. You're like, all right, well, let's see. Okay. Minute and a half, just need a field goal, two timeouts, Shanahan, Debo Samuel. And they just, I mean, it was yakety sacks. It just was just stone cold, terrible way to end the season. So I almost think if they had gotten that field goal, maybe Jimmy G comes back. Yeah. But because it ended, not only did they not get the field goal, but like, they went backwards five yards and then had an interception. I mean, you just, you, you know, you can't compete when, when you need that kind of production late in the game, and that's what you get. So he's got to go. Where do you think he's going? I got a team. I could see him in the Browns. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going Saints. Yeah. They're, they're going to need somebody, right? Maybe Carolina. Maybe Carolina. Oh yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> Darnold Dar- Garoppolo, dude. <laughs> God, I guess they had Newton. Cam Newton was fun for uh, this year. All right, we got two more big names left, and then we'll run through the bottom seven. All right, so you want to do Wilson or Rogers first? Yeah, let's go Wilson. We already said he's there's a line, the Russell Wilson line. So, all right, so it looked pretty sour in Seattle. The second half, he got hurt for the first time his entire career, came back too early. He seems like kind of a strange guy. I don't totally know him personally or anything, but I'm not sure he's a fit for every team that might might come into play, but he's such a good player. He's only like 32. You got to think he has four or five, six years left. And he, he is one of the quarterbacks that can help you keep up with those top guys. I could see Saints. I know you mentioned that earlier. As that'd be a if, lot of fun if they can get. I could see him wanting to be in the the Drew Brees shadow legacy, and Browns would be fun too, man. The Browns had somebody like Russell Wilson. Ooh, that team's really good. Ooh, that would be so. It's just strange, uh, you know. Uh, think, thinking about that, I mean, I want to say go because that's fun. It's chaos, you know. Fun to root for. I guess I, it's like as we're doing this, there's like a little inertia. Just teams end up sticking because they're not sure they can upgrade. But I, I think it's time for him to go and spread his wings somewhere, and maybe to work out for both sides. So, all right, let's do it. Let's say go. I'll say, I want to say like Vikings, but that probably won't happen. It'd probably be an AFC team. I'll go Denver. Oh man, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Denver, Denver. Tries to get Rodgers, doesn't work. They get Wilson instead. Yeah, well, that leads us to uh, Aaron Rodgers, Rogan. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, you said Saints. All right, so what do you think? I think Rodgers goes and... Yeah, I think he goes too. There's a good chance he goes to Denver. There is a good chance he goes to Denver. I like Rodgers in San Francisco. What do you think about that? Oh, Green Bay wouldn't let that happen, would they? I mean, they get Trey Lance, Trey Lance maybe. I mean, would you make that trade if you were San Francisco? I mean, yes, probably, right? I'd make probably. it by San Francisco for sure. I don't. I wouldn't make it if I was Green Bay. I don't think you're going to do better than that. I think you got to get him in the AFC, though. Yeah, but, I think they'd prefer the AFC, but he's 38. I mean, yeah, you probably like by the time, you know, not if he's like Brady. Yeah, I don't think he is, but he's certainly still at the top of his game. So it'll be interesting. I didn't want to get caught up in the Rogers to Denver thing. And I'm still not like, I don't think he, it's great odds or anything, but of all the options, I think it's, you know, towards the top of the list, but then they, you know, signed the offensive coordinator. It's like, well, okay. I could see it, but also. Oh, they did sign the offensive coordinator. That is a little uh, heavy handed. Like that definitely. Yeah. Wait. That said, if the Broncos chose the offensive coordinator because of Rodgers, then that's a terrible decision because then if they don't get Rodgers, but it's not the guy they wanted, it's like, what are you doing? You can't, you've got to hire the right guy. I think uh, independent, unless you have a, you know, a contract in hand. Rodgers wants them to sign Devontae Adams. And yeah, I don't know how they could afford, I haven't seen the numbers, but that they've already got a pretty good roster. So they've already got good receivers. Yeah. Or to take on both those contracts. I think San Francisco would be perfect fit. He'd, you know, make him the look contender. Cool. He'd look cool in those uniforms. And he's from he's from 
like Bay Area, I think. At least he went to college in California. So yeah, maybe Roger says trade me here. Yeah, it'd be cool. All right, so let's recap these ten, and we'll go through the the bottom guys in a second. So Rogers, both got him going. I've got him going to San Francisco. You got him going to Denver. Wilson, both got him going. Derek Carr, stay. Jalen Hurts, stay. Tugavailoa, stay. Deshaun Watson, you've got him staying. I've got him going. Uh, Carson Wentz, reluctant stay. It's like staying on uh, like 15, you know, when the dealer is showing seven in blackjack. You're like, oh, my God. Uh, that's, that's, that's the uh, Colts fans right now. Cousins, yeah. reluctant stay because the new head coach. Uh, although I think they should be traded for each other. That'd be fun. I want, Cous- I want Cousins traded for Wentz. Garoppolo, both got him going. Jameis, you've got him going. I've got him staying. All right, how about lightning round? Ryan Tannehill. Stays. I think stays, but I'm not stoked about it if I'm a, if I'm a Titans fan. Matt Ryan? I hope he retires. No, he's only like 36. Is that it? God, he yeah. looks bad. <laughs> yeah, he does look bad. Because he was like 47. I'm going to say he goes. I just think they're going to find out. I think he just goes somewhere. Home. So, Noah's got him retiring. I've got him going. Jared Goff? Uh, I mean, he has to go, right? Where's he going to go? Well, <laughs> Jared, you I can't, don't know. You can't stay here. <laughs> that can't be the answer. I mean, yes, they, they need a lot of things, but. There's no QB at the top of the draft. I mean, it's not. No, it's a bad. It's a bad. It's a bad yeah, it's a bad draft. But I guess I'll say go, too. They just got to move on. Uh, Daniel Jones. Oh my God. I guess he's going to stay, but talk about brutal as a fan. If that was my quarterback that we were sticking with for the next few years, I would just be so bummed. I'm going go. I, I think like Dable's going to come in and just be like, may, maybe he talks himself into it. I could work with this guy. He's got a little Josh Allen to him, but uh, yeah, it's more fun to say go. So I'll say go Taylor Heineke. I hope he stays. He, he seems like, you know, it's, he's worth seeing if he continues to develop for another year. But who knows on guys like that, man? They they tend G or coaches and, and GMs tend to not give those guys a real deep chance. No, I think he stays as the backup. Yeah, maybe, and that's cool. You know, yeah, he's just that guy that's always a good backup and plays frequently. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh man, on the Broncos right now. He's got to go. He's got to go. I can't watch that again. Okay, so Broncos fans are saying go. I'm going to say go. I don't know. I don't know where. Back to Carolina. He's a backup, man. He needs to be a backup. I I I have him as like the 24th best quarterback. You know. Well, let me just say whatever the uh, standard deviation is on that guess. Let me just go ahead and tell you. (laughs) After seeing a lot of Broncos games. It's worse than you think. But I think like Zach Wilson was worse than him. Well, all you things know. considered, right? Like salary, uh, yeah, age, potential, all those things considered. He's not going to take a team anywhere. He's just not. Like, no, yeah. He's got like the Tarot no. Taylor maybe yeah, vibe. Like if, if you're trying to be a legitimate contender, he ain't going to do it. So not, not, as a, not as a starter. I think he's a solid backup. All right, last guy on the list, Baker Mayfield. Oh, you saved the worst. I saved the good one. I did. I did. I saved the good one for them. I think he'll go somewhere. Enough people are enamored with him. I think he will start for somebody. Maybe he's the the boy in Carolina. (laughs) Talk about a bad situation, man. The Saints. Saints. I don't. I don't think the Saints will do it. They know better. I'm gonna say traded to the Vikings. Oh, I can see that. And man, that'd be fun. That'd be brutal. I, I like, I want Baker to be good. I do too. Seems like you a know. good guy. You see, yeah, seems cool. Commercials are good. He was like awesome in college. So maybe he was just banged up this year, but it was, it was bad. Like, let's not just forget because it was a few weeks ago. He was really, really bad. He annihilated them in their yeah. last game. There's horrible decisions. Yeah. And, and inaccurate. And, and not very athletic. I mean, it was just kind of like uh, befuddling. All right, so themes here, the, the top 10 guys, we only had a few of them going, kind of like leaning toward 
the inertia of natural momentum teams are going to stay, but I think a lot of churn in that mid range to blow. And then of course you got Rogers and Wilson, who I think very well could be on the move this year for probably big prices, whether it's Denver, San Francisco, maybe the saints, Carolina, maybe Miami. All right. So we'll see what happens there. And now let's take a look into the future with crystal ball. I'm looking at the NBA trade deadline again. What can I say? My crystal balls playing reruns. It's coming up though. We're only it's getting uh, exciting. We're getting nine days away. February 10th at three Eastern, two Central. Kind of random that they put it at three o'clock, right? (laughs) It is. It is. That's the deadline. Is anything interesting going to happen? There's been a couple of trades so far. Uh, Maybe you've heard differently, but what I read today is. They haven't found a suitor for Simmons yet. The Kings are out. Now, I'll be interested to hear your take on that, but that one seems, you know, iffy of where he's going to end up. Probably uh, sounds like the, the GM's leaning towards waiting, uh, just waiting it out. Is that kind of what your sense is? I, I put the odds of Simmons getting traded like 25%. Like, it could happen, but... Ever or during the season? No, I think he'll get traded in the offseason. That's what it seems like the, the GM's want to do. And then we got Miles Turner with the injury. So you can't imagine anyone's going to take that risk. He's no. not going to pass a physical right now. No, Jeremy it's a little Jordan. hard to trade like two first round picks for a guy that you're not even sure is going to help you this year. Just bad, you know, unfortunate timing but on Simmons real quick is that the Kings are the best fit. And I think that's where he wants to go. He wants to go to like kind of a bad team where he can be the man and develop. Like one of the things he came out, his representatives kind of like came out and said was that like, too much pressure in Philly because they were too good, too fast. Like, all right. I mean, part of the reason they were good was because Simmons was good. <laughs> so not yeah. totally understand your point here, but I think he wants to go. I don't think he wants to get traded for hard into the nets, you know, and play with Durant and Irving. I, I think he wants to go to like the Kings and kind of be the man and see if he can do that. That's what it seems like to me. So the Kings are really the ultimate trade partner. And right now they don't seem like they want to throw in a bunch of picks. Jeremy Grant's the big name. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's the big name. Yeah, and it seems like Atlanta's at least been open to talking about John Collins. They are borderline playoff team this year, which is disappointing unless they just go on a, a crazy run here. But yeah, Jeremy Grant seems primed to move. The Mavs, I don't know if they're going to make a move. I go back and forth, and I think the team is as well. They've been so good defensively the last you know month or so that it's hard to imagine them wanting to shake things up dramatically. Should the Mavs trade Brunson before he's a free agent? I think they that's probably the best long-term move, but I do think it's a really tough decision because, you know, he's playing he's, well. He's with legitimately right playing well, yeah. And Hardaway hasn't been as good this year as he was last year. So it's really been Brunson as that third scorer, and whereas on paper it was Hardaway. And um, so, yeah, they've needed, they've needed his scoring, his ability to take the ball to the basket and score like really, really high percentage. And uh, you know, they, they haven't had a lot of that. So, but he is undersized. <clears throat> so, you know, he gets uh, subbed out at the end of the game, you know, on, on offensive. It's going to be like 18 million a year. All of a sudden you're paying Hardaway junior and Brunson, right. like a combined, like those. almost 40 million doesn't feel like a winning recipe there. But uh, at the same time, I don't think you can trade them for anything less than like two firsts. And I don't know that's going to happen. So I, I think you just, uh, he, he seems valuable. He's, he's a legitimately good player. So he seems like a valuable asset. Yeah. And the other one that was really being talked about was Dorian Finney-Smith. And I, I don't want them to trade him. I, I'm more open to them trading Brunson. Like he's a really solid on the ball defender. He always shows up, hustles, does the dirty work, like, does all the things you know that are like the boring stat line he'll score like eight points but you'll guard their best player yeah 42 winning player yeah it's just like you've got to have guys like that around um and that's why people want him in a trade they're like oh yeah go ahead and throw in uh finney smith and we'll do the deal 
uh, Matisse Thibault's like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. So, so John I, I Collins, I we'll see. We might have one more show before the NBA All Star break uh, trade deadline. All right, well, trade deadline is is in my crystal ball too. But I also want to see who's going to win the East. Uh, you know, we got six teams within two games of each other. The Bulls are number one right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and then the Sixers are like number three. They're half a game back. And the Brooklyn is two games back to the sixth seed. Like, who, who's going to win the East? I mean, Embiid is playing MVP level. But you got – I mean, if Brooklyn can get healthy, they got to be kind of the favorites. But, I mean, Milwaukee's right there. How about Cleveland is one game out? One game out. It's it's, it's crazy. Uh, I love it because, you know, they've done it with with young guys and smart trades, and I hope they can keep it up. And only the, one of the Hawks or Knicks are even going to make the play-in, it looks like right now. I mean, that's it. – so it's going to be a lot of fun. There's like 30 games left. Should be a lot of fun to check out the NBA and see what happens there. We got Mavs Sixers Friday night. That's a Yumi game. Let's go. ESPN, let's do it. And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thanks for listening. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Be sure to tune in next week when we talk about the top Midwestern towns of the United States. All right, I got to go.